Hello, welcome to Spotlight, following the stars of the creative arts. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, we're off to Lorient to hear about this year's festival, Interceltique. A new Manx bard has been crowned. We get their reaction and, of course, a first poem. And say hello and happy birthday, little people. As always, do get in touch with any creative, artistic endeavours you may be involved in, planning, hoping to create or would really like to put in the spotlight. Be they poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary, mime or some other artistic endeavour I haven't thought of. Just drop me a line, email me, spotlight at manxradio.com or direct, if you want to be personal, Howard Kane, that's with an E, at manxradio.com. So, hands up if you've been to the, excuse my French, uh, Festival Antiqueltique, I think. It's held every year in Lorient. Let's take a look. Yes, yes, quite a few of you, as I thought. But a few, I see, shaking heads in ignorance. Well, not surprising, perhaps. Uh, the island, though, has a splendid presence there for some years now as a proud Celtic nation. And whilst it might sound like a bit of a quaint gathering of weirdy babies, it's just a little bit bigger than that. <clears throat> uh, to find out more, I asked a couple of attendees at this year's event, one who's been heavily involved with the island's presence at the festival for several years, and the other, a first-timer. I asked them to drop by for a chat. I'm Sarah Hendy. I'm one of the delegates for the Isle of Man um, group who head out to the Lorient Inter-Celtic Festival every year. And I'm Matt Brewster. I'm a bass player for Bis- Bisky Brisht. I play various different instruments in all sorts of ways. Uh, and they dragged me along too. <laughs> And you say drag along, so this is, I suppose we should just start briefly, Sarah, with Lorient. I think people might have heard of it on the Isle of Man. I'd heard of it. The one thing that gets me and Matt and I were just chatting beforehand is I don't think a lot of people realise how massive this festival is. It really is. Um, This year, we're not sure of the exact numbers, but um, the more recent figures that we had from from previous festivals were around 850,000. So it's possible there are more. Um, So, you know, you're talking nearly a million people every year and it's incredible that it's such a captive audience they have travelled from around the world to enjoy Celtic culture from all the Celtic countries so um, the Isle of Man, Scotland, Ireland, Wales um, Galicia in Spain and Asturias in Spain and then of course Brittany Um, and we also have representatives from the Celtic diaspora so people are able to enjoy Celtic culture and heritage from all around the world including New Zealand, Canada It's, um, it's a real sort of melting pot of Celtic culture and we're really fortunate to be treated as a as an equal um next to wales and ireland and scotland and others so put it yeah, putting it into context it makes the sort of tt sound like a small barbecue room it really it? does it really does <laughs> and trying to explain to people how it feels when every single day you have this constant carnival of people if you think about um say the beer tent or the beer garden or something through tt and how packed it can be in that tent when you're queuing to get a beer that is what it can be like 
all over the festival. It's only a small city and, you know, that's a lot of people to fit into a small space. It's such a unique opportunity to share our culture, our heritage, our traditions, our language, our dance, our music with people from all over the world. So this a first for you then, was it, Matt, coming along? It was. I knew nothing about the L'Oreal Festival until it was mentioned to me originally. Um, And they said, would you like to come along? And I will never turn down a good music festival. And (laughs) I was absolutely blown away. I'm I'm not really, I don't have a history of being into into trad music, but I am totally into it now after that. It was incredible. It was such a huge event. People everywhere, so friendly. And like Sarah says, it's uh, you walk down a street and every 10 metres there's a new band to listen to. It's absolutely, absolutely incredible. How did you first get involved, uh, Sarah? I started as the artistic coordinator about five years ago. I started helping with um, the art exhibition, which takes place as a fringe event. And um, when my friend Grania um, took on the mantle from Ailey, she and her sister, uh, Grania and I became co-delegates. There's quite a lot of admin and we both have full-time jobs. And so it was much more straightforward to to share the role. So, So I we mix everything up there's no real sort of structure to it um but it's it's great to have that backup that accountability and um you know when things inevitably go wrong somewhere along the line lost luggage you name it we we're kind of um holiday reps mothers tour operators interpreters you name it it's uh it's great to be able to share that role because it's it's quite a big undertaking and how's the Isle of Man view? Because you, you hinted there, you know, we're a bit of a tiddler, really, in, in a very large pond here uh, with a lot of much bigger Celtic nations. Are we, are we sort of recognised? Are we, are we seen? Are we sort of heard? Yeah, we are counted as one of the seven Celtic nations and people are really fascinated by our culture, our heritage, the traditions we bring with us. Our dance style is different to anywhere else. Our language, even though... Um, even though our form of Gaelic is close to Irish or Scottish, it's got that relationship, it is, it's a language of its own. And so people do have that fascination, particularly because we're so small, I think. And when we were able to run an independent pavilion, we shared a space with Cornwall, but being the two smallest nations, um, we were really able to stand our own. And there was, um, things have changed a bit this year, Um Peter Young, who's helped us for so many years to run that pavilion, he wasn't able to undertake that this year. So we shared um, what became the Gaelic pavilion with Scotland and Ireland and Cornwall went off to join Wales. And it was a really lovely fit. Um, One of the things that people love most about the Manx presence at the festival is the Manx pavilion with the queenies, with the beers, gin when Fenordry came and joined us we really made a mark for ourselves and of course when there's change there's always a risk you're going to lose something um but it really strengthened it and we shared events I mean one of the girls in our group Becky Collings um we were planning to have a party on the Saturday night and she said wouldn't it be lovely if we all dressed in rainbow clothes because we're going to be missing pride on the Isle of Man mentioned that to the the pavilion manager Ronan who's amazing and all of a sudden it turned into this huge event (laughs) where um, Ireland were getting involved. A pipe band came and crashed Bisky Brisht's set um, where everyone was dressed in rainbows. They um, they had flags. They came and and crashed the set and everyone was able to enjoy this. It was about 30 people, maybe more, (laughs) a strong pipe band um, celebrating pride with us. We had drag queens from Lorient, um, queer 
Queer Lorient, um, the the association in Lorient were were there in full force, um, and there were people coming up to the end of uh, coming up to us at the end of it. Um, so I'm in tears, saying, you know, the festival hasn't celebrated Pride in this way before, and so the Gaelic Pavilion where we were based. We started it off and it's lovely because it's going to become an annual tradition now. So it's really kind of, we have made our mark in so very many ways. So how was this having the, the set crashed then? Was this uh, un- <laughs> unexpected it, by the sound of it? It wasn't totally unexpected because oh, right. we, we had a bit of warning. Did you? We did. Well, we oh, knew there was, going, there was originally going to be a fancy dress something or other. Uh-huh. And then there was the mention of Rainbow and then the fact that we were missing Pride. And uh, we've played lots of Pride gigs in the past. And, and as a band, I think Bisky Brishta, we're really keen to create a safe space for our audience to enjoy. And, you know, from any walk of life. So it was kind of... We knew it was going to happen, but we didn't quite know to what extent. And it became just bigger and huge. It was an incredible thing that that just evolved out of just this idea of a fancy dress party, really. But yeah, it was it was an amazing thing to see everyone coming together and just celebrating diversity in all its forms. It was a really nice thing to see. And how was your own music sort of received then? Did this go down well in this massive setting with an awful lot of different Celtic cultures coming together? Yeah, it it seemed to go down very well actually. We had some incredible crowds. Um, They were very loud at times. Um, we, are, we are a little bit of an unusual fit in some ways because we we have kind of roots um, on the island. We do have Manx language in our songs, but we're not really a trad band as such. There's, there's influences there. but um, So we are a bit of a kind of a different thing to see, but to see everyone picking it, picking it up and running with it and enjoying the songs. They, they were There were some of our songs that I didn't... I've never seen a crowd react to them. We, we have a song called Let Me Go, which I didn't think was a particular crowd pleaser. Um, the whole place was singing Let Me Go, Let Me Go, and I never expected that to happen. So they, they really got into it. It was great. And I suppose that's one of the really lovely things about Bisky Brisht and Clash for the two bands who we took with us um, as part of our delegation. The um, There's a new festival artistic director. He's really keen to engage the youth and um, bring different sounds to the festival. And so where we have um, bands who are doing really modern, exciting things with music who have, as Matt says, roots in trad, um, trad styles or influences, uh, Gaelic language or Manx language, then that is the most beautiful fit so we were delighted from my perspective I've, I'm a classical violinist originally I was um, sort of that was my first instrument I did grade 8 violin first and then learned other things from there and for me I don't think I'd quite appreciated just what a different instrument a fiddle is compared to a violin um, and I hadn't really engaged enough I don't think with the trad scene on the island and then then I went to Lorient and I saw just the incredible talent that is there you know, people are playing these instruments that I consider look like a violin, but they're doing things on that that I've never seen a violinist do. I mean, <laughs> I, I, the one actual standout, I'm going to mention them, is um, is Mechlear. We went to see their, their gig. We were there full force, all the Manx crowd at the front. And I'd heard of them, and I knew a few people from the band, but I'd never actually seen them play. And I was utterly blown away. I had tears in my eyes at one point. It was that good. Um, you know, some of the things that were that Tom Collister was doing on his violin... You know, I, I spoke to him afterwards, and he says, "Oh, it's all very simple. Don't you know? No, it's not. It's it's incredible. He was he was making that violin sound like I don't know. He was making it sound like a pipe band. He was making it sound like all sorts of different things. Um, and the speed at which he was doing it, the, the the level of practice and dedication 
that you need to get to that level is incredible. I think that kind of encapsulates what it means to to be connected to your culture and your heritage. Um, Tom, you know, the whole family play violins. It's, both of his sisters play the fiddle. And so it's clearly a tradition which is a big part of their family. That's what the Celtic identity is all about. It's about the roots of where you live, the roots of where you're from, the roots of where your family lived. Um, it's I, You'd hope that everyone from different cultures around the world would embrace their heritage in the same way. And I think the beauty of, of the Celtic culture is that we share so much. There is so much that is similar. Of course, our differences are always celebrated, but there's so much to learn from each other, so much to be inspired by. I confess I have never been to the festival. The more I hear about it, the more I'd like to go along one year, if I could stand the pace. Seem to be all sorts of all-nighters going on. Could be getting too old for that, I don't know. Great to hear the Isle of Man punching, as ever, well above its weight. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now, we've been enjoying the poetry of Manx Bard Owen Atkinson here on Spotlight for the last several months. Now past Manx Bard, it has to be said. As we know, the role only lasts a year. A new Manx Bard has been appointed, Michael Manning, the eighth Manx Bard, as of last weekend. Our own Philly Gorn spoke to him shortly after Michael received the accolade and found him surprisingly quiet initially for a bard. So what's the point of having a Manx Bard who's lost for words? Well, indeed, it's, uh, it, was, uh, it was an astonishing uh, an astonishing decision and a great surprise, but a huge honour and, and I'm sure a privilege, and I'm excited to see what the year will bring. And, and you, you said uh, in your, um, what, what would we call them, your, your um, acceptance remarks, that uh, you, you, you're relatively new to uh, Manx barding. Yes, I mean, it, poetry's been something that I've been interested in and dabbled in over the years, but never shared it widely. Um, haven't been a, a huge participant in the thriving art scene over here, and so feel like a bit of an outsider in that sense, and so, um, which makes me even more surprised <laughs> to suddenly occupying this position, um, but, but excited to see what opportunities that will bring and, and see what happens with it. And, and what do you plan to do uh, over the course of the next 12 months? Because every Manx Bard has their own specific or particular uh, ambition for the year. Yes, yeah. I'm particularly interested in, in exploring sort of the island's kind of marginal place, really, and marginal voices within the island. I've spent a lot of my time with with people who uh, who society often sees as on the margins and their stories and their uh, experiences have deeply shaped my poetry as much as, as much as much else. And so I would love to explore that a bit more. But I also think that we, you know, we live in a time of uncertainty and crises and change. And I think poetry is a great uh, sustenance and a great resource for us to bring to that. And so I would love to see some reflection on our sort of socio-political realities as well. And in, in terms of this, uh, well, I mean, the, the, the whole competition, is it a competition, the selection? Um, uh, you, you had three uh, poems that you had to uh, enter. Yes, that's right. So there were there were three poems. Well, we could enter up to three, and, and I did enter three, um, along with a proposal, and then we, we spent time um, with, the, with the judging panel, um, exploring some of that, and then sharing one of the poems, yeah. Yeah. And actually, you're, you've done my link for me. Would you be willing to share one of your poems with us now? Uh, yes, yes, I can do. Yeah. Okay. I'm more than happy to do that. Um, this is called Zero Ten. Zero Ten, Zero Ten. 
got to please the money men. Investments now and once again bring your dollar, sterling, yen, zero ten, zero ten. We promised freedom to flourish in a fair land, but no place in our plans for the net takers. Proud of the way we are thrown to still stand, but only a welcome for the bright new wealth makers. Zero ten, zero ten, got to please the money men. Investments now and once again, bring your dollar, sterling yen, zero ten, zero ten. A gem of God's earth, we said, neath Mananan's dark cloak. But there's no wind or solar on the strong flanks of Barul. Keep burning the fossil fuels, incineration and smoke. The return on renewables just fit for a fool. Zero ten, zero ten. Got to please the money men. Investments now and once again. Bring your dollar, sterling, yen. Zero ten, zero ten. Get you up to the high plains, the very plains of heaven. Sit with the intimate immensity. Bid silence. The sky, the hills, the rains, the old stone keels, crying yet a threnody over too many shrunken hearts, whispering of a liberation into radiant generosity, to catch a joyous melody, the parts of luminosity, caught with wind and seabirds wing into a fierce, fine velocity. Zero ten, zero ten. It will end, we don't know when. We'll be a better people then. A way of justice I will ken. Not zero ten, zero ten. Congrats to Michael. We look forward to hearing more of his poetry here on Spotlight over the coming months. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. birthday to you. Happy birthday. Whose birthday is it? And what are they doing to celebrate? Why, these two miscreants. My name's Michelle James and we are from Hello Little People. My name's Chloe and I'm the other half of Hello Little People. (laughs) So we are heading to Milntown Estate for a very exciting big birthday adventure. Happy birthday! Which essentially is is a theatrical experience, an interactive uh, adventure with us Hello Little People that includes loads of stories, games, quests, clues... And uh, I think there's a, a guy called Snotterpot Jimmy on the loose at Milntown. <laughs> Sounds unpleasant. Is that you? Well, I can't for, for a second say who it's going to be, <laughs> but I think we might have to have a little battle with Snotterpot Jimmy in order to retain our party bags for the big birthday bash. So this is an immersive, obviously aimed at kids, but sort of the whole family get involved, do they? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's welcome. I mean, Milntown Estate is absolutely gorgeous. So going around with the children, with the family, it's really, really enjoyable experience to be able to immerse ourselves in in the gardens and, um, yeah, just really, really take it all in. Yeah, it's a 45-minute kind of really enjoyable time where you can connect with nature where you can connect with your children where you can just all have a real good laugh and a and a, and a smile and and explore now obviously we'll mention the pay it forward new scheme you brought in this year in a moment just before that, let's go backwards a bit now, how did you get together and come up with the concept of hello little people yeah so chloe and i found ourselves back home on the isle of man um march 2020 and uh, when the island found itself back kind of covid free to it to an extent for that six months of uh, gloriousness when the rest of the world was locked down we we decided to join forces and, and just do something maybe on the beach just do something while we can get our creative juices flowing and that ended up 
being a, a show that we performed at Castle Russian that we created and then from there it's kind of snowballed and and there's a real hunger for professional children's theatre here and, and we're really proud to kind of be pioneering that on the Isle of Man. And we're both really drawn to specifically children's theatre. Yeah, the, the two of us were working as professional actors in the UK and, and had both done a lot of children's theatre um, and just loved the the colourfulness, the joyfulness, the the real connection that you can have with children, um, particularly in the kind of work that we like creating, which is very immersive, very interactive, which allows you just to kind of connect on a real close level with the children and, and just spread lots of joy and laughter. So children's theatre was something that we kind of happened upon mutually, um, mm. but it's been a real joy. It's just great to have the children um, involved in the action so they don't have to sit down, they don't have to sit and watch something and be still and be quiet. We're kind of the opposite of that. We want them to make noise, we want them to be engaged and we want them, yeah, to, to scream and shout and have a great time. And if someone's not enjoying it, then, you know, you know about it. So actually creating work for children is is just as hard, if not harder, uh, than creating work for adults because children do not hold back when they've got an opinion about something. Mm. So can, to maintain their attention and, and take them on a real magical journey is, is always quite a challenge. So you write all the material yourselves for, for the shows? We absolutely do. It's all original, uh, original content. We write all the music. And uh, we bring it all together with a Hello Little People special dash of something something interesting that seems to be working so far. Now, theatre is for all, and it's great to get kids obviously interested in the arts and interested in the performing arts from a young age. Clearly, uh, we're going through hard times at the moment. It's not that easy for everyone to go to the theatre to actually be able to afford to go out to performances like these or, or adult shows, whatever the case may be. This is something you're trying to address then with it, with the uh, Pay It Forward scheme. Yeah, the Pay It Forward scheme we've, um, we've reached, recently launched, which has been... Um, making tickets av- available for people that potentially have uh, financial barriers that might stop them. So what has happened is we um, encouraged uh, consumers that are already buying tickets that might have more funds than um, than others to buy an extra ticket or, or put a donation to uh, to somebody else's ticket that we can then distribute to other people. Hello Little People has always been about trying to bring theatre and and theatrical experiences to everyone and to kind of break down the barrier about what theatre is and so we really are keen to continue to address our our access accessibility message and so it's it's had a great response so far and and we are asking members of the public to reach out to us perhaps or suggest or invite or recommend someone that might benefit from these pay it forward tickets just to drop us an email at info at hellolittlepeople.com to request some free of charge tickets and come and enjoy enjoy the big birthday adventure. And it's, it's no questions asked. We um, we just receive, receive the email and if we've got the tickets available in the scheme, then you're going to get one. Second birthday coming up. Have you got plans going forward towards third, fourth, fifth and uh, more? <laughs> we absolutely have. It's been, a, it's been a bit of a learning curve as we've kind of created from from production to production and so we're really excited to be working not only in in theatre at the moment but we're we're developing some audio uh, experiences and audio uh, worlds that we can't say too much about yet but we will be launching 
in partnership with an organisation towards the end of the year. And equally, we are developing our video content, which again, we're working on some very exciting projects that unfortunately, how rubbish is this? We can't give you any kind of scoop on what they are. <laughs> but um, projects that although are rooted and based on the Isle of Man, have an international outlook and reach uh, children on the Isle of Man and further afield. So big birthday adventure coming up then, second to the fourth. <laughs> yeah, so it's perfect for ages four to 11 is the absolute ideal. Um, we've got uh, shows throughout the day on the Friday the 2nd, Saturday the 3rd and Sunday the 4th. They're 45 minutes in length, so they're a brilliant come along, have a nice time, grab some lunch. Shows start at 10 o'clock and they run all the way until 4pm in your 45 minute slots and you can book online and find out lots more details at hellolittlepeople.com. Oh, happy birthday. Thanks so much. Top work to the pair of them for trying to keep theatre and live theatrical events open to all with that initiative. That's about it for this week. Don't forget if you want to hear anything again, unlikely as it might seem, go to manxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen at your leisure if you're lucky enough to have any, that is. I'll see you next week. Cheerio. Cheerio.